Brought to you by PrayLatin.com, makers of prayer cards featuring complete English phonetic renderings of Latin pronunciations. Bishop Athanasius Schneider has spoken out once again against Francis and his program for transforming the church into something new. It continues to amaze me that Bishop Schneider gets away with saying the things like he says in the story I'm going to go over with you today, because other bishops have been sacked for less than what Bishop Schneider says here. Maybe Schneider is protected by the fact that he is merely an auxiliary bishop, meaning he has no Episcopal see, he has no cathedral, he has no temporal authority in a sort of geographic sense to lose because an auxiliary bishop is basically an assistant bishop in a diocese. And given that he's from Astania, Kazakhstan, which is a pretty remote place for a bishop to be placed, there isn't much Francis can do to do it really to him. But bishops have been sacked for less by the Vatican than what Schneider says here, and his target is the synod on synodality. You know that endless meeting of the church we never stop hearing about? It seems to be resulting in the lady having power to govern the church that the lady really were never meant to have. Now, as I've said countless times in countless videos on this already, the laity in pretty much every diocese and in every national synodal meeting in the church everywhere have demanded the same things, which is kind of weird if you think about it. They've all demanded that the sacrament of holy orders be opened up to women, the church to drop her teachings on what we tend to call around here the uh, James Martin sin, despite sacred scripture and the history of the faith being very clear on that subject, as well as greater focus on the issues Francis spends his time focusing on, like what he calls care for our common home, as well as a whole other smorgasbord of secular ideas. There's really very little Catholicism in the Synod on Synodality, and Schneider is right at least in one way. The Synod is undermining the faith by allowing the faithful to think there is universal support for their heretical ideas, and by making the laity think the church is a democracy. Neither of those things are true, but people are starting to believe them. So let's dive into our story today. The Catholic Herald out of the United Kingdom brings us this story. Headline, Bishop Schneider, Pope Francis's synodal reform is undermining the church. Now here the good bishop is interviewed by Diane Montagna, and he's asked about the Synod on Synodality. If you didn't know, this coming October the bishops are meeting with high-profile, well-connected laity who have the right to vote in the proceedings of the Synod on Synodality for the first time in the history of the Church, if you can believe it. Schneider describes this as a secular or even Protestant model for governing the Church, and, well, he's not wrong about that. The Church is hierarchical in nature. It was established by Jesus Christ and is hierarchical by his design. And the laity have no right to make decisions on the same level as apostolic men, but here we are with that being the reality. Diane Montagna asks Bishop Schneider about a couple of things, and I, I want to focus on a few things here, but first I want to skip to where he is asked about the role of the laity in the present crisis in the church. This is a bitter pill for some people to swallow, but I'm going to come out and say it. The crisis in the church is not Francis and his reign of modernism. He's just a natural result of ongoing processes. The crisis of the church goes back at least to Vatican II, and honestly before Vatican II. It's why Leo XIII wrote several encyclicals condemning widespread errors in the church in the late 19th century. It's why his predecessors Pius IX and Gregory XVI did the same in the middle part of the 19th century. It's why St. Pius X had to come down hard in the beginning of the 20th. Every post-conciliar pope has contributed to the crisis in the church by furthering it along. Every single one of them, more, than some, more some than others. And Bishop Schneider is asked about the role of the laity in the church in times like this. And he is asked about how the church's present situation compares to that of the earliest crises of heresy. And here's what he had to say on the matter. 
Quote, There have been cases in the church's history when lay people were consulted on matters of faith. However, they were not invited to vote formally along with the bishops. For example, before proclaiming the dogma of the Immaculate Conception in Ineffabilius Deus, Pius IX asked the entire episcopate to tell him what the piety and devotion of their faithful was in regard to the Immaculate Conception of the Mother of God. There are also times as during the 4th century Arian crisis when the purity of the Catholic faith was maintained by the laity rather than by their bishops. It was a time, St. John Henry Newman said, when, quote, there was a temporary suspension of the functions of the Ecclesia docens. In his famous work on consulting the faithful in matters of doctrine, Newman wrote, quote, In that time of immense confusion, the divine dogma of our Lord's divinity was proclaimed, enforced, maintained, and, humanly speaking, preserved, far more by the Ecclesia docta than by the Ecclesia docens that the body of the Episcopate was unfaithful to its commission, while the body of the laity was faithful to its baptism. At one time the Pope, at other times the Patriarchal, Metropolitan, and other great sees, at other times general councils, said what they should not have said, or did what obscured and compromised revealed truth. While, on the other hand, it was the Christian people, who, under providence, were the ecclesiastical strength of Athanasius, Hilary, Eusebius of Vercelli, and other great solitary confessors, who would have failed without them. Yes, the present crisis is similar to the Arian heresy. The widespread doctrinal confusion in the 4th century bears a striking resemblance to our own day. What St. John Henry Newman said of that time may well be applied to the current doctrinal and disciplinary confusion being created by the various synodal processes and preparatory documents issued by the Holy See over the past year. Cardinal Newman wrote of the Arian crises, quote, The body of bishops failed in the confession of the faith. They spoke variously, one against another. There was nothing after Nicaea, a firm, unvarying, consistent testimony, for nearly 60 years. There were untrustworthy councils, unfaithful bishops. There was weakness, fear of consequences, misguidance, delusion, hallucination, endless, hopeless, extending itself into nearly every corner of the Catholic Church. The comparatively few who remained faithful were discredited and driven into exile. The rest were either deceivers or were deceived. The various documents issued during the current synodal process represent the sort of confusion against which the 4th century doctor of the Church, St. Hilary of Poitiers, warned, saying, quote, it is impossible, it is unreasonable, to mix true and false, to confuse light and darkness, and bring into a union of whatever kind night and day. See his work in Constantium, paragraph 1. End lengthy quote. In previous years, Bishop Schneider and other bishops and priests who we associate with recognize and resist position and resisting Francis in general have said the same thing about the entire post-Vatican II era. And elsewhere, Bishop Schneider has admitted that much of our problem today comes from that council, whose documents need to be revisited by the authorities of the church, their problems addressed in order to preserve the doctrinal and dogmatic clarity and coherence of the faith, and to put an end to the present heresies and crises gripping the church. In the present day, the modernists in Rome are using the laity to further sow doctrinal ambiguity and confusion. 
They are arbitrarily giving the laity rights to participate in a process that at no point in the Catholic Church's 2,000-year history has the laity been permitted to participate in the same way. Here, Schneider lays it out bluntly. He saying that what we're seeing is a further Protestantization of the Catholic Church, and it's really worth going over here, I think, to really think about what he's saying. Quote, This change, allowing the laity to vote in the Synod of Bishops, represents a radical novelty in the history of the Catholic Church. A Synod of Bishops is an instrument by which the hierarchy ex exercises its teaching and governing office. Although lay people can be invited to participate at a Synod to lend their advice, the voting norms of a synod have always reflected the essential difference between the hierarchical-slash-ministerial and the common priesthood. Granting lay people the same right to vote as bishops undermines the hierarchical nature of the church and resembles more the norms of synods of the Anglican and other Protestant communities, where the clergy and laity are given equal voting rights. End quote. And you know what he doesn't say is that those Protestant veneration communities have gone off the rails by adopting those norms, becoming the absolute chaotic mess that we associate them with whenever the present state of, say, the Anglican communion comes to mind. But that is what they're trying to do to the Catholic Church. And the same chaos will follow, if not worse. Bishop Snyder does have a lot more to say on this subject, which is why I have the article linked today in my show notes today, at returntotradition.org. Per YouTube's rules, as I understand them, I can't post links to websites that have advertising on them, so I, my website is free and has no ads on it. It's a pretty simple place and a good place to follow me as a backup in case, for whatever reason, YouTube or Spotify don't let you know when I've got a new video for you. But I'm very curious what you have to say about what Bishop Schneider is saying here and the implications of it. Because remember, this is nothing new. Before the Synod on Synodality, on this channel, I had videos where he was saying the same thing about Francis's famous Abu Dhabi statement, or Francis's work to at various other meetings of bishops, at, well, for instance, on the Pan-Amazon Synod, or at other things, at events in the church, where he was saying the same thing. And really, he has said in the past, this is at least goes back to Vatican II, if not further back. And so I'm curious what you, what you have to what you think is going to happen to him for saying these things repeatedly over and over again. My suspicion is you are never going to see a Bishop Athanasius Schneider promoted outside of the Diocese of Astania, Kazakhstan. That when his superior eventually retires, they will replace his superior with somebody who will try to rein in Bishop Schneider. And that will be an interesting day when that happens. But I'm generally curious what you, have to, what you think he had to say here also. He's basically putting Francis's vaunted synod on synodality on the same level of, as the work of the heretic Arius back in the 4th century. Arius is one of the great villains in the history of the church, perhaps the greatest in the West, and more generally due to the doctrinal errors he promoted, errors which still persist in Protestant circles today. Before the arrival of Martin Luther, Arius was considered the arch-heretic in the history of the church, the worst of them all, but Luther took that crown from him due to his much more successful heresy and schism from the true faith. And I'm curious what you think about that comparison, because Bishop Schneider makes the case that what we're seeing is essentially Protestant in nature, and he does so by linking the present crisis to ancient heresies, which is something most of us who resist the Vatican these days have been doing for decades. Frankly, you can go back and see the writings of our forebears in this movement to see what we've been, see these same comparisons made 40 years ago. 
But does this represent a radical shift for Bishop Schneider, or is it a continuation of his message? And should he worry about how Francis will retaliate? Let me know your thoughts on all this in the comments, please. And like and subscribe if you haven't, it certainly helps. So to sharing this on social media, that helps a lot too. And as always, pray for the church. I'm Anthony Stein. Ave Maria.